Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now. Darren. You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer, tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach slapped at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to a Monday morning. Uh, the Rod Peterson Show on the air. No Rod today. I think he's still in in birthday mode after uh, celebrating his birthday at the end of last week on Friday. And uh, we get to sit in the big chair today. Darren DuPont with you today. Going to have a bevy of guests with you uh, as we roll towards Christmas. It's finally here. It's uh, Christmas week here on the Rod Peterson Show as we count down to the holidays. The holiday season is upon us. Tons of amazing news uh, to get to this morning and lots of great guests. Uh, text in. Uh, the, the text line is still open at uh, 30, or at, uh, sorry, um, what is the text line now? It's uh, 902-518-3033. Uh, that's 902-518-3033. There you go, down at the bottom of your screen. Thanks, Clark. Um, the website's rodpeterson.com. Lots of great thoughts in there. We'll get to some of that. Um, from Rod's weekend column on Sunday, he had thoughts on the Calgary Flames, who won last night, by the way. So we'll get to that amazing World Cup final. If you woke up uh, on Sunday morning to watch France and Argentina, uh, we are going to spend just a little bit of time on the World Cup. We have to because it was awesome. Wild, wild weekend in the National Football League, um, including that wild finish. Uh, between the Patriots and the Raiders. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, We're going to recap what went on in the National Hockey League, and we're on OV Watch again tonight. The Washington Capitals are home to the Detroit Red Wings tonight. I believe it's in Washington. Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster, will be with us in hour hour two as we sit and uh, wait for goal 802. Maybe it's coming tonight. Gene Principe, Rogers Sportsnet, will be along in hour two as well. Talk about the Oilers as they head towards the, the Christmas break. Uh, Jim Mullen, president of Football Canada, will be alongside later on in hour one. Uh, God willing, they're dealing with some internet blackouts, said uh, Jordan and Clark, uh, over there on the coast on Bowen Island. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully we'll get Jim on. Lots of things to talk about with Jim Mullen, including the Cornish Trophy, which was awarded last week. Um, so we'll talk about that. The Illinois running back that won the Cornish Trophy this year. We'll talk, we'll talk about Curtis and Nathan Rourke and the goings on there. Big news in the Canadian Football League. Over the weekend, um, as the Montreal Alouettes hired their head coach, it's Jason Moss, the former offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that was recently let go. That's dominated the headlines through the weekend. It was a big storyline and topic on our social media feed, so we'll talk Jason Moss and get your thoughts in here as well. The YouTube chat is open. We'll get that up and running, and we'll say good morning or good afternoon, wherever you may be watching from, afternoon over there on the East Coast. A good morning still throughout Western Canada, so that's exciting. But joining us here off the top, uh, Mike Richards is with us for the first 
I believe, two segments of the show today. So, Mike, good afternoon, because yeah. I know you're over there in, in, in uh, Ontario. <laughs> How was the weekend, my friend? Well, um, once again, another example of my greed when it comes to gambling. It's just not good <laughs> enough to uh, apparently pick a winner or even a point spread or even a total. No, I, I have to go deeper <laughs> into it with the same game parlays and, you know, take how much a guy weighs and then throw in a little college basketball on schools that no one's ever heard of and ruin my 10 game parlay, 10 games. <laughs> and people go, oh, uh, you know, shouldn't you, you know, shouldn't you cut back a little bit? And I'm like, I'll find your family if you say that again. Like I'm a real, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a thug when it comes to this stuff, but I just, I never quite learn. And, but I just, I get so excited. It's like gambling's like uh, Remember uh, Augustus Gloob when he goes into Willy Wonka and wants to drink the river of chocolate? That's me when it comes yes. to gambling. I get all excited and I want to make all these picks and I'm just being sad and mad on a Monday, which is where I find myself. You know you can split that parlay up into individual games, right. but yeah. here, yeah. when you're betting on Sunday, and I was playing over at BetRegal.net and I put my four-game parlay together and then I do some prop bets and, and all the rest, but... Are you going after, okay, these are some things I think I can win, and I want to win as many games as possible, or are you putting a parlay together that's going to give you the biggest shot to take home the bag, right? Like the biggest, you're looking for the biggest total. Yeah, it's probably, I, I want to say the former, but I know it's the latter because I'm going, ooh, but if mm -hmm. I just add this, oh, look at that. I got a buddy, I got a buddy, a buddy Doug Kirkwood, who didn't really understand how to do multiple games, right? And so I teach him, and he sends me these... <laughs> He says with these parlays that are like payout $3.2 million. I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it. But, you know, if you want to win, and again, it comes back down to understanding who you are. And generally, we're all squares. We want to be sharps. Yeah. We, we don't want to be the public, but we kind of are a little bit at the end of the day. But it is very easy at times, once you understand what the sharps are looking for, to, to recognize immediately what it is. And I'll go back. For these two in the last two weeks, there are two games that you recognize immediately before even really the number is out. You could look at the schedule and the way the season is going. There were two really kind of obvious ones to me. The week beforehand uh, were the Vikings at Detroit. And I said, no matter what that line is for the Lions, I'm taking the Lions. And that's what the Sharps were going to be taking. And that's exactly what happened. And this past weekend, it basically was the same thing. Pittsburgh and Carolina. I'm like, oh. Uh, you know, they're taking Pittsburgh. Oh, they're taking, let me give, what's another example? Um, oh yeah, Dallas and Jacksonville. So that's the, that's where I started this week. And, but of course, uh, I, 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 not only do I don't want the plus four, but so there's something you can call, um, any other result or a try bet, which means it falls in between six either way. If it hits six, you lose. So guess what happens? It goes to overtime. Hey, it's a touchdown. That's the greatest game ever played. And you, lose greedy pig because you actually tried to predict that it would fall in between the five and a half plus five and a half minus five and a half it wasn't just good enough to win i wanted to win really good fatty i'm the rita yeah. mcneil of betting that's what i am just put the cake down well yeah i i know i know <laughs> and it gets you all the time just gonna add one more game in here and that's the one that gets you i mean oh man and can you imagine i mean if you had the money line on the colts over the weekend or on Saturday, you know, and they were up well, 33 nothing at the half. I mean, they still see, covered the spread. But then I'm still saying, you, 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 if you were on the Colts, which probably the sharp money was because no one trusts Kirk Cousins, no one. 
His wife doesn't trust him, probably. But I'm saying the Colts was the play, and they come back in the most unlikely. Like I turned it off because the, the 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 Vikings get on my nerves. I really can't watch them play. I just I can't watch it. I started watching, uh, yeah. you know, the the uh, whatever dot com bowl that, that was on another channel, and they said, "Are you seeing this big comeback?" And I'm like, "I I don't even care." And of course, then now I care. I turn it back. Remarkable, uh, remarkable uh, comeback. Not a cover. <laughs> like only they could come back, make it the most exciting football game ever played, and not cover the three and a half. But again, that's why if you don't want to be on the sharps, that's okay. Just take a pass. But it is very dangerous, very dangerous to go against the sharps and think you know more than the sharps. Question, ask yourself a question. Do you really make a living at it? Or are you just like the braggart that goes to the uh the dinner party and you go, Oh yeah, I was four out of four. I made 250 bucks. If the it, we know who you are. If you're not buying a house off your winnings when you gamble or a car, you're not a sharp. Yeah, you're just not putting enough dollars into it. I mean, it's it's wild. Hey, well, I want to say good morning to those watching on YouTube this morning. Ryan's watching at WQEE, Wayne Grolo, Christine, Jenna Reagan, Don Mitchell, John Ohm, all watching here. Randy from the Peg. So good morning, everybody that's watching on the YouTube feed. Get your thoughts in there. Again, we'll get to the text line. In a little bit, 902-518-3033, hour one question into the text line. Let us know your worst beat from the weekend. Now, we're going to be doing this a little bit more. It's, it's you know, something that Bet Regal loves. We've had some meetings with their content team, and they, we're going to be introducing a new segment in the new year called Bad Beats. And, you know, that's like <laughs> being up on the money line on the Colts at halftime, dumping your whole life savings onto that just for the little bit of, I mean, you're going to get terrible odds when you're up 33 nothing. And then having Minnesota come back in the second half and you lose it all, that's a bad beat. So it's a bad beat. Um, send us yours. You know, were you betting? Were you playing a bet, Regal, over the weekend? Uh, let us know. Um, there's a few things to get to. I want to get to the poll question. I, and I'm curious your thoughts on this too, Mike. Our poll questions for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center here today. We've been doing the bracket, trying to find the best reverse retro jersey in the NHL this season, the 2.0 version. So today in round one, We've got Chicago and uh, San Jose. So I think, Clark, you've got the graphic. Um, they'll work to get it in here in just a second. But it's the, the Seals jersey, I believe, that teal jersey of the San Jose Sharks. There you go. The Sharks or the Blackhawks, two old jerseys. I think the Sharks will win this in a landslide because you just don't see anything like that anymore. They don't wear it very often. But when you look at the reverse retros, who are you taking of these two, Mike? That's I'm taking tough. the shark. Um, the seals. Yeah. I think the seals will win. Like I do, looking at that just because of the throwback color and 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 uh, the look of it, which is really good. But Chicago, uh, when it comes to the marketing of some of their their jerseys, I remember their first um, their outdoor uh, jersey that they had, yeah. and and that one was really sharp. But let's face it, um, the Blackhawk jersey itself is probably one of the most iconic jersey in and i'm saying all of sports so if people say you mean just hockey i know i i really think that it's it's just such a a, a beautifully designed uh the, the 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 graphic on it the the colors and the and it's like a strength it's just a you know john candy when he's wearing it on the beach <laughs> you know yeah he looked good in it and he it's tough it was tough for him to look good in any jersey because it looked like there's more than one guy in it and he still looked good in the Chicago jersey. So uh, I think I think San Jose wins. But uh, boy, the, the Chicago colors are beautiful. Um, Clark, do you got the full screens? 
The, the full brackets? Yeah, he's going to pull that up. So I want you to look at the full bracket. We're almost done round one. And I'd love to get your thoughts on and just, you know, which one do we think is going to win? There's a couple of real heavyweights here. And, and Rod's a big fan. I don't know which one we're going to see first. Okay, we're going to see the East first. So this is the East. He's a big fan of the Florida Panthers jersey. They're third. Um, if you, I don't know if you'll be able to see the top left because you're going to have your own uh, window in there to see the yeah. Rangers and the Islanders is up in the top left. But that Buffalo Sabres jersey, pretty popular. Um, but who do you like in the East? Yeah, like I said, in the, the top, I can't see on that side. Um, no, I do like the, even though I'm, I'm not a Leaf freak, uh, but the Leaf one looks yeah. uh, pretty sharp. Uh, but see, the retro thing is, is uh, you know, they always look good, which is why, you know, when you start talking again about the original six, they're always so good. The original Buffalo one is good. I notice yeah. you don't have the, the Vancouver, the, the flying so Clark pull up triangle the West or whatever. While we talk about this. So here's this is the West. Uh, we just got to drop the bottom. It's at the bottom left hand corner. So Johnny Canuck is the one that they're going with on the 2.0 this time. They've got Johnny Canuck on the jersey. Boy, my so if you look so at, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and is that the one at the very very bottom? You, very bottom is yeah. Johnny Canuck on on the dark navy. It beat out Seattle, which I mean that's not a retro jersey. But if you look at the top right, the reverse of that purple Kings jersey with the crown, they've reversed it. So it's the crown on the white with the purple trim. And that might be the best jersey in the entire bracket. That's a really good looking one. Um, you know, because uh, I'm trying to think of who we had on uh, when we were talking about the colors. And he said, did you, uh, did, you say, uh, did you say purple? I said, yeah, I said purple is not purple. He goes, no, no, that's not what you say. It is, uh, it is LA Kings royal blue. I'm like, it's not a royal. That's not blue. He goes, "Hey, what team did you play on?" <laughs> yeah, so oh, I, 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 I guess he knew. I don't try to think of which which uh, which uh, former player it was, but yeah, I, uh, it is. That's a, another. Yeah, it's a good strong jersey. Strong. So wait, in L.A., do they call that royal blue? It, but in L.A., there's a reference to it being uh, a, like the team's allowed to call it somehow not what it really is it's like it's <laughs> right. like okay it's like the wolverines if you go if you talk to someone who's uh yeah. uh who played for the wolverines um you can't say blue uh there's a or you can't or you can't say yellow don't say right. yellow you have to say maize maize this is the word they the maize and blue yes maize and blue okay you have to big corn fan are you like i mean uh, I, I just don't know why that would be what, the, but that's what they call it. And you, as you know, when it comes to a team, don't mess with how they call their colors. Yeah, I agree. John Ohm says the King's crown shines, loves that. Uh, Craig Smith watching likes the King's retro as well. They're all confused about Vegas's. It does say Vegas across the, the body. It doesn't say Vega. The S in whatever image they put, put out is kind of like folded underneath a little bit. Um, so it is on there. It does say Vegas. Um, and Randy from the peg, um, along with a couple others, really like Buffaloes. So that'll be fun. We'll have round two. We'll start in the new year. We got a couple of um, more brackets to get through, a couple more uh, jerseys to go up in round one. Round two will did you start say, in the new year. You can go to rodpeterson.com to vote. Yeah. Did you, did you say John Holmes like that? John Holmes? John, John Ohm. <laughs> O-H-M. Oh, uh, I'm say, I... <laughs> Well, you got a lot of fans I didn't see coming to this show. I, I 
Now, I don't see the whole show, so maybe I'm missing something, but I just, uh, I thought I was very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to the quick six show topics. We got you for one more segment, right? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. I'm not okay, Mike's, Mike's in here for one, for one more segment. So we've got lots to get to. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to hit the show horn when we come back, Jordan. We're going to get into all our topics. We're going to get into more from you guys in the YouTube chat. And we're also going to talk about the World Cup final that happened on, on Sunday morning. I woke up for that one, and I'm really glad that I did. So we'll talk about that coming back and get into your topics. Recap the weekend in the NHL. Look ahead to tonight and more. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Darren DuPont in for RP here today. You're watching on YouTube Live on Game Plus TV, or you're listening online, WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Good morning. Good afternoon. RP Show continues here on a Monday morning. Rod still on uh, the birthday weekend, the extended long weekend. He'll be back tomorrow at the Boca Raton Bowl going live. So you're going to want to pay attention to that. He will be, I believe, in the hotel um, as uh, Liberty getting set. Ken Austin and Liberty University getting set to play in the Boca Raton Bowl. Rod will be back in uh, the show Tomorrow, the text line is open, 902-518-3033. Website's rodpeterson.com, where you can vote on today's poll question. It is the next up in round one of our bracket to determine the best NHL reverse retro jersey. Today, it's San Jose and Chicago in the reverse retro uh, bracket challenge. Again, vote now, rodpeterson.com, here on YouTube, where you can vote as well on Twitter. Uh, the YouTube chat again is open. Mike Richards is here, so let's bring him back in, guys, in for this segment. And Jordan, why don't you hit the quick six show horn because we can actually get into these topics now. How about that? The first one, before we get into the NHL weekend leftovers, I do want to talk about the World Cup final, Mike. I woke up on Sunday morning, and 
I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest soccer guy. Don't watch a lot, but I get into this stuff and I'm really into it. And on Saturday night, what was I doing Saturday night? I was babysitting Saturday night for one of my friends. They had a Christmas party, him and his wife. So I was hanging out with the kids. And what are you, the world's nicest man? Who does that? Who does that? You babysit for people? I'm not doing it. It was one in the morning (laughs) before I, before they got home and they had a great time. Um, so I didn't get to bed till, you know, 2.30, came home, on, you know, wound down, watched all TV. So I didn't wake up in time for the start of this game. So I woke up. I'm like, oh, the game's on. I missed the start. Okay. So it's almost getting close to the end of the first half. And that's 9 a.m. our time when it started. It was 2-0 Argentina when I flipped it on. I'm like, oh, the game's over. So I bet I watched. And here France comes storming back. This thing goes in to extra time. And lo and behold, Argentina scores. And it's messy. A second goal of the game. What an iconic performance. And you got the other kid on the other side, the 23-year-old for France, the phenom. Mbappe. This yeah. was just unbelievable entertainment. And then he gets the penalty in, in extra time to tie it. I mean, that was some really great drama on Sunday. It, it was the definition of why we watch sports. Um, you know, a lot of times when we grade uh, why we watch it, soccer in this country historically does really badly, does poorly. It doesn't seemingly have uh, what we find exciting because it doesn't seem like it's engaging something that's one nil or or nil nil is is eye gouging time for most of us when you're sort of uninitiated to the sport you really have to have a love for really what goes on in that sport but at times it didn't translate but i think as we've become a more sophisticated uh football country we're still we're still on the young end of it but but because of the emergence and the talent of what we have now, the women have had it before the men, quite honestly, the, the, the women's national team w- was, was really yeah. the, the best uh, domestic team we've had in, in the last couple of decades. But now that the men have arrived and at the highest level, we have an understanding of what makes the sport work, what makes it the beautiful game. And that, that insane final was, was by definition, one of the great sporting moments that, that I've ever seen that I have ever seen, because you just really never knew what was going to happen. And it was just crazy. And I'll tell you, the, the goaltender for, for Argentina, Martinez, made some saves there towards the end that could have had France actually winning this thing before it even gets to, to penalty kicks. So um, my hat's off to what was just a magnificent final, a magnificent game. And for me, Messi, now again, this is only coming from a guy who's watched soccer since 2001, so I, I can't go back into the 70s and 80s and even for the most part in the 90s and tell you about these great players because I don't know who they were. I, 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 I admittedly yeah. don't know. But from 2001 till now, I'm really hard-pressed to say that Messi isn't the finest and most uh, impactful soccer player that I've seen. Yes, that does include Ronaldo. I know people want to talk about it. but uh, And look, I'm not going to deny that there's not a greatness, but this. This was, uh, st- okay, start making the comparisons. If, if you think Gretzky was that in our sport, if you think Michael Jordan was that in the NBA, go through them all. He is that. He single-handedly changes the entire fortunes of a team on the biggest yeah. stage, at the biggest time ever, and I would say probably the four billion people that watched it probably would agree with me. And how do you define the moment for somebody like Messi? You've got this young kid, Mbappe, who's you know breathing down your neck as the next one. He's going to be the next one. I think he's got eleven goals the World Cup already. Like it's almost a given. If he plays in two more World Cups, he's going to he's going to be yes. number one in World Cup scoring, um, you know, which is phenomenal. Sometimes it may be. Yeah. 
Sometimes you wait yeah, for that uh, torch to be passed. Well, it's, it's already been passed. I mean, he's, he, he already, yeah. you know, we, we talk about gambling and someone said, so what are you going to take? I said, well, I'm going to take the, and, and even though it was a miraculous tie, but I would take the draw. I would take both Messi and Mbappe to score and I would take it to go to, to, to extra penalty shots. Now I wouldn't have chosen who would win in that case. I wouldn't have, but you know, that's like yeah. a $20 p- ticket for like, so that's like a thousand bucks, but it wasn't that necessarily hard when you think about it. A lot of people would have been in on that kind of thinking who watch uh, footy, but, uh, as I said, you know, for, uh, it was much maligned because of who got the tournament when it was being held all the, uh, you know, political feelings about what happens in Qatar w- was very, very difficult to see it actually put on. But you can't deny that the, the, the end result for FIFA was the best thing that could have ever happened to them. Even if you kind of think they don't deserve it, uh, they got there. But that was on the players doing that. That had nothing yeah. to do with FIFA. Nothing. Oh, absolutely. And to be able to have Messi finally win a World Cup and do it that way and score <laughs> the way he did. And, and I thought actually the moment was going to be a little bit better when he scored the over the goal in extra time. And you thought that was going to be the winner. And then he had yeah. to come out again <laughs> in penalties and score again. I mean, yeah. the moment being able to do that. And we were on social. can't remember who it was. I think it was Danny Austin in Calgary trying to find a comparison where you have a greatest of all time in their sport, you know, finally climbing that mountain in the way that they did in maybe their last international event. That's pretty special. I mean, in terms of greatest of all time, it doesn't really come to mind. I mean, the, the, the greatest moment of a great player climbing the mountain right at the end for me is probably Ray Bork when he lifted the cup with Colorado. But I'm trying to think of, you know, greatness yeah, see, that's happened I, at this I, stage. Yeah, and I get that. But to me, the difference between that and a Bork or, or even some of these uh, moments we can think of, it's just the size of the stage isn't even isn't even comparable. I mean, we're talking about, you know, you know, did 6 million, 7 million, 10 million people watch the game. 4 billion people watch that game. 4 billion with a B, including John Holmes. Yeah. They all watched it. They all watched the game. <laughs> did they ever? Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, that will go to and and what's great for the game is scoring is up. I think it was the most goal scored in the World Cup. So scoring is on the rise, which I think is good for the sport. How many times results throughout the whole tournament were in doubt? Two goal leads being erased. One goal leads routinely being erased. So I think that's really good for the sport when a goal in in the opening minutes doesn't dictate the outcome of the game. And that's really, really good for the game. I I think what you're going to see is, um, you know, there's a couple of things that Canada will take away from this. Number one is, the importance of having a midfield that is it is world class. I mean, the game against Croatia was sort of you know, and again, even for those that that are new to the sport or just sort of interested in it, you saw all of a sudden it started to look really lopsided, like it started to look men against uh, against boys. Well, that's because on the other side, Modric and, and friends, they're they're just so strong that the midfield in that game you need it. And then finally, understanding and people didn't before they went in this tournament, they thought, oh, well, we'll we'll beat Morocco. I said, is that right? Yeah, you think that's going to happen? Scoring goals and having guys, and the word they would use is finish. You have to have a finisher. So not only the guys, and we've got guys who can streak down the field, and we've got guys with some talent, uh, real talent, and length too. You, you need a little bit of that at times if you're, unless you're messy. But the reality is the ability to, to be able to put like two goals in, like a minimum of two goals in, that's kind of 
the game break. That's that's kind of the line in the sand when you're hoping and praying. I know because I'm I, I have an Irish background, so I cheer for Ireland like it's life and death my whole life, and I know that it's life and death for them to score. They're they're challenged when it comes to putting goals in the net, and because of that, that's why it's very difficult for teams like Ireland, um, even though there'll be an expanded. Uh, World Cup coming up next, so maybe some teams sneak in there. But for Canada, it's going to be midfield and making sure that scoring a goal isn't this huge, you know, there's this chasm of of, of a possibility if we score first. No, you've got to be able to have a guy up the front who is absolutely lethal. You have to have, again, to steal a word that they say all the time in, in uh, football, and that's, of course, the English guy is saying a talisman. You know, so Harry Kane's the talisman. Looking for Messi, a uh, talisman, that one. Well, do we have at that point when, when 2026 comes by, who's the talisman? Because we have to have one. We can't think we got one. Yeah. You have to have one. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but a lot of momentum coming out of the World Cup towards 2026. A ton of momentum. Look, I want to get to this. We got about four, four or five minutes left with you in this segment. NHL weekend leftovers. The Flames win, Jets lose. Flames snap that five game losing streak. 5 2 win over San Jose. Uh, Elias Lindholm, two goals, his 10th and the 11th. Um, Markstrom stopped 24 of 26. Both uh, Sharks goals came in the power play. Uh, right now, Flames tied currently for the final wild card spot in the West, 34 points. They're one back of Edmonton. Uh, Colorado, who they're tied with, does have three games in hand, but um, a welcome relief for Flames fans to get that win. But again, as we head towards Christmas, What's wrong with Calgary right now? As Rod mentioned on the weekend, he puts the onus on the players. Brad Tree Living had made his moves in the offseason to make this team better, to try and fix some of the holes that were there that didn't allow them to get past Edmonton in the playoff. Is this team, as we head towards Christmas, a team that can turn it around and move not only into a playoff spot, but up the standings and become a team that can do some damage in the playoffs or is this team going in the wrong direction? I definitely don't think they're going in the wrong direction. I mean, that, that would be uh, like an overreaction. I mean, you've played what 32 games. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be thinking in those terms. Uh, this is a league, you know, I just talked about the, the, the chasm of difference. The NHL is the opposite. The, the difference sometimes between a first place team and a fifth place team, even though it's evident, it is, it is pretty small. So the night that you don't go out and uh, quote unquote from a hockey player, if you, the moment you don't go out and give her, you're probably going to lose. I mean, that's how tight this league is. There's a lot of parity. So when I look at the Calgary's and the Edmonton's, I mean, eventually, uh, again, they're, they're, they're good in all the right spots, but are those right spots all performing at the highest of levels? You know, I, I no, they're, they're, they're not. I mean, uh, Edmonton and Calgary shouldn't be, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, we'll wait and see about the, you know, the Kraken who, who've got off to like a freak start and, and the Kings who have been pretty good. Vegas just <laughs> Vegas, Vegas is ultimately the strangest franchise I've seen in any sport. It's just, they make up their own <laughs> rules. They decide to be a team. You know what we should do? We should go all the way to the finals in our first year. You know what? That is a good idea. This is what they do. And then, and then they, they, they play well and they're like, what do we want to do now? You know what? Let's fire the coach, but he's doing a good job. No, no, no. We need a change. Let's get another guy in there. Like they just do stuff. And it, and it works like, it, it, it you know, works. teams must see this. Now the Kraken is, I don't know if they hang on, but there are teams that, uh, you know, look, that are doing what I think they're going to. Okay. Look at Tampa. Like, do I really care about Tampa before uh, April or May? No, 
Because they're just going to hit that switch and they're going to be brutal to get out. Like yeah. if I, they go to the final, do, do, am I surprised? Yeah, Boston's playing well. Everyone, you know, in, in Toronto's quietly kind of waiting a little bit, even though they're playing, having a pretty good season. I'll still put my money on Tampa getting through. Carolina, the Hurricanes. It's just they're 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 like Brenda Moore. They're they're little they're little tanks out there. You, you can't get rid of them. They what are they nine nine and zero in their last ten or, or whatever it is. They're going to be there. The Rangers will be a tough out. Uh, we'll see about New Jersey again. I put them in that category of, of of you know a great start, but that's a switch that they've never had. So at the end of the day, I look yeah. at the Calgary Flames. They got the right coach. Now, of course, you're talking to someone who has uh, an enormous bias <laughs> when it comes to Daryl Sutter. Uh, I mean, I think of the world of guys spent a lot of time with him, and I also think that he has what it takes. And you know, sometimes we talk in football and in and, and other sports about you know being behind the bench, uh, being on the sidelines. What is that like? Well, you have Daryl freaking Sutter. At some point, not only does he know what he's done, he's done it before, and they've seen trophies lifted over their head because of what he knows. So at some point, as long as the players perform, and I agreed with Rod on this one, if you do what you're paid to do, and Daryl makes it simple, it gives you like two tasks, sometimes it's one. That's all he's going to ask of you. Not three, just the two things, or the one thing he needs you to do. You do that, you win hockey games, and by the end of the day, they'll be as competitive as anybody else. But trust me, this is not a league where I look at it and go, Okay, there's a one seed. There's a two seed. I'm not, I wouldn't even, you know, I'm okay. as greedy as I am. I'm not doing that with the NHL, which is why, quite frankly, folks, never bet on it. And I'm not lying. I don't bet on hockey ever. Never. I've bet on hurling it, in Ireland so before tough. I bet on the NHL. Yeah. I know. It's, it's so yeah. tough to bet on national yeah. hockey. Like, uh, Braden Wozniak, one of our interns, uh, said, you know, the fact is Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau were bona fide, uh, bona fide stars, and now the Flames lack game changers. Well, I think they got the game changers. I just think yeah. they need to get more out of them. You know, yeah. it's been a, a slow start for Jonathan Huberto. Been a slow start for guys they brought in, Nazem Kadri. These guys can, you know, is it, is it time to find well, their spot in so the, in the system and what works? In the first... And I usually say about 30 games into the season, you, you, uh, you, you find your footing. I'm not saying the whole thing's preseason, but be kind of, it's just like NFL football. So you've, the, the, the preseason doesn't do anything for you because nobody plays. There's no connection and you're not, the bullets really aren't flying for real. Once you start getting into like 30 games, now you sort of more or less have figured out your identity, what works and what doesn't. And for some teams that seem to be cruising along and being very consistent, to me, it's all about almost like this, this lineage of the guys that you have on this team. So is this team as a group? And they love saying group now. Team is out. Yes. Group is in. And I look at this assembly of guys, which is really only a couple of years when you think about it. And for some guys, like Hubert, like, like Kadri, uh, um, they're, they're, they're new to the band. Like, it's, it's kind of like, because they haven't really figured it out. And so right now you sit there and hope Markstrom's, I mean, it's a hard way to live. You just want Markstrom to, like, make every save, which is unrealistic. But to me, do I, do I, do I look at a team that's trying to figure it out in December and still have good feelings about it? Yeah. If I'm looking at a team that's trying to figure it out in like February, I'm in trouble. And that, that won't happen with this team. It won't happen with Edmonton. There's a lot of teams. Uh, I, I think the Florida Panthers will be there at the end of the day. Boston's playing well. Um, I, I really just don't see that there's panic. I don't think the personnel's wrong. I think that, that they're, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I think they're a harder team to beat at the, at, at the time where it matters the most. We just talked about the World Cup being on the biggest stage and playing your best at the biggest time. We'll see about that. And you know what? That's why I think both Edmonton and Calgary, that's right, Edmonton, I'm saying something nice about you. And you know what? You know what? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Edmonton. Bingo! 
<laughs> what a great way to end this. I can't believe it. At, at, at the holiday spirit, the oh. ice is melted between you and Edmonton, maybe heading into the break. Mike, we're out of time. Uh, I can't believe how fast it goes. One thing I know oh, yeah. when I do this show is that it goes so fast and you got to keep moving, but uh, we'll do it again soon. Merry Christmas, my man. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you pal. Looking forward to uh, what will be a surprising and an exciting new year. Really looking forward to it. We'll chat in the coming days. Mike Richards joining us here on the video chat. Jim Mullen is in next. Hey, get your questions in. We're going to, he wears a few hats. So we're going to get into the Jason Moss hiring in Montreal. So get into that uh, Cornish trophy and more as we uh, continue on here on the RP show. Football next here on YouTube Live, Game Plus TV, and on the radio, 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. All right, good afternoon, and welcome back to the RP Show. Good morning, if you might be in Western Canada or on the West Coast, as our next guest is. I believe we're going to go to Bowen Island and visit with Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada. Is that where you are, back home? That's the home studio, right? Yeah, I am back home, and man, for somebody on the West Coast, is it ever cold here right now? It is... uh... Minus eight with a wind chill of about minus 15. We don't build housing out here for this kind of weather. It's just whistling through the house right now. And I'm going to warn you, we've had a number of power outages uh, throughout the morning. So if I all of a sudden disappear on you, Darren, it's it's Mother Nature and BC Hydro kicking in for us. I appreciate the heads up on that, Jim. And if it does, we'll be okay. We'll get you back in. The power comes back on, but that's got to be close to a record cold for the island. Oh, we've had we've had worse. I remember uh, years ago when I was working with the Victoria Cougars of the Western Hockey League. That is years ago. That really dates me. That's taking it back. Um, yeah, I, I I stayed in this hotel um, in Victoria. It was was the same place we had our office, and there was this wonderful water fountain that came in from the outdoors underneath glass into the indoors and it was minus uh 21 with a with a chill of 30 and it froze like a block and (laughs) froze the entire foyer in the place like you could not escape the cold during that cold snap we are like i said we're not built for it here we're just not no like you could laugh at us in the rest of canada when, when our cars go sliding down hills and whatnot we're just not built for it I have palm trees out in the yard. You've seen them. I've I've absolutely seen them. But I get it. You know why? Why would people put block heaters in their cars if you don't see minus twenty five and minus thirty ever? So I get it. So we're 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 uh, we're thinking about you. We hope we get through this tough tough cold weather. I think it was minus twenty five when I woke up here this morning. The cars did start. Yeah, we'll Look survive. It. We'll rebuild. Don't worry about it. We'll be okay. It's been exciting for you guys. Um, over at Football Canada, and also with uh, with you personally and the show Crown Gridiron Nation on uh, on TSN, the Cornish Trophy got announced. The winner of the Cornish Trophy, uh, Illinois running back Chase Brown, winning the Cornish Trophy. Uh, tell us about that. The nominees um, is pretty exciting. 
I thought if you would have asked me, I don't know, six weeks ago, I would have thought Curtis Rourke would have had this all buttoned up neatly to follow in Nathan's footsteps to win the Cornish Trophy. But that's not the case. Chase had a pretty good season himself. Well, I'll tell you what, if I was still sick for another week, you would have been the guy announcing it on uh, Crown Gridiron Nation. <laughs> Thanks for sitting in and Thank hosting you. for that one week when I was uh, missing a voice and missing any energy with the Rona. Um, now, over to the Cornish Trophy, though. Uh, Chase Brown, he was the leading rusher in the NCAA until the very last week of the season and ended up being the leading rusher in Power 5 football overall. Uh, the thing that uh, that really uh, knocked me out about Chase Brown was 328 carries uh, in a season. I don't think he even expected that. We had, a, had an interview with him. It's available online on our YouTube page uh, for uh, Crown Gridiron Nation. And uh, he points to an early injury in terms of the depth that they had at Illinois. And at about that point, a couple of games into the season, he knew that he was going to get 28 carries in a game, 30 carries in a game, 32 carries in a game. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, over 13 games, uh, you know, something like that adds up. Um, you know, Brown had a 1,000-yard season uh, the year before, and he was the runner-up for the Cornish Trophy uh, the year before behind John Mechie, um, who uh, had an outstanding season at Alabama. So he was definitely on the radar uh, for the trustees of the trophy and the, and the voters of the trophy. Um, some people have suggested his brother, Sidney Brown, uh, his twin brother uh, at safety, may be the better athlete and the better pro prospect of the two. Uh, he had six interceptions this year, uh, was really good in run support uh, with his tackle numbers. Uh, he's a super senior. He's had five years. Uh, to hone his skills, uh, he'll find his way to an NFL team as well. Um, the choice for Chase right now is stay with Illinois for another year and wear down that tread with those number of touches uh, or declare for the NFL draft. And, you know, we asked him about um, what his process was for deciding what he'd do next. And, you know, when he starts talking about the NFL, that's the one time when the smile opens up on his face. And he starts talking about his dreams and aspirations. So uh, I think he's a, a very deserving winner of the uh, Cornish Award. A different type of winner than the other running back that won this thing uh, back in uh, 2019, which is Chuba Hubbard. Chuba was a track star. Chuba was a guy that uh, broke in the space and ripped off uh, long yardage and, and big-time TDs. Chase would do it to you like a 1,000 paper cuts at a time. He. He's kind of a ground and pound guy, uh, a guy that uh, in the NFL is probably a, a first and second down guy rather than a third down guy like Chuba is. So um, over on the on the Rourke side, though, I think Curtis was a surprise uh, to a lot of people in terms of him coming off, you know, just under a 2000 yard season and uh, posting, you know, 3,400 yards, 3,500 yards passing. Um, in the MAC, name the MAC Player of the Year on the offensive side, and I think nearly any other year, with the exception of the year that Chuba won, uh, Curtis Rourke would have won this thing. Uh, you know, you're selected the Player of the Year in your conference in Division One football. Uh, that gives you some serious consideration. Um, and I think if you stack his year up against what his brother did, he probably had a better year than Nathan did. 
in, in both the years that Nathan won the uh, Cornish Award in the first two years of, uh, of this award. So um, I think the decision for Curtis coming off that knee injury where he uh, lost the last game and a half, which I think weighed on the mind of voters, I think the decision for him coming up is, uh, does he use the transfer window to go to a Power 5 yeah. team, or does he become that legacy guy like his brother was? Uh, at Ohio, playing uh, all of his games at at one university, um, he hasn't exercised that transfer window yet, uh, and so maybe he's staying put in Ohio for his senior year. Yeah, something to be said about staying there and continuing to pile up numbers and continuing, you know, coming off the injury. It'll be fun to watch Curtis Rourke and see where he goes. So the Cornish Trophy goes to Chase Brown of Illinois awarded every year to the top Canadian playing in NCAA football. And I love watching the progression of where this award has gone and, and uh, where it continues to go. So that's really exciting. The other thing, before I let you go, is I wanted to get into the Jason Moss hiring. It's the big CFL news over the weekend. Uh, it came down this weekend, um, dominated our social media in terms of commentary from fans. And you know with our show and the Western Canadian audience that we have or the large western canadian audience and obviously the large audience in the rectangle there's a lot of fans and a lot of comments that come in that are confused as to why jason moss would be the top candidate for the head coaching job in montreal but the football people aren't surprised um he gets hired it's danny machocha they've got a, a long history of working together in edmonton whether it was danny as an executive or a coach when jason was playing of course you know, he coached there, I believe it was 2016 to 2019, had a 39 and 33 record as a head coach. So maybe this isn't as surprising as you would think. But what was your initial reaction when you found out that Jason Moss was going to get the job in Montreal? Well, I think I had that impulsive reaction about, hey, the CFL is recycling coaches again. But if you dig into Jason Moss and his background, I don't think anyone can question this guy's work ethic. And I think. Darren, you point to a very important thing, which is a trusted shorthand between the general manager and the new head coach. I think that's very important. Uh, Jason Moss's journey has been an interesting one. Uh, back when he was a position coach with the Toronto Argonauts, uh, this is a guy that had to make some tough decisions. Uh, when you're a position coach, you're not getting paid a whole lot uh, in this league, let's face it. And this is even before the uh, the operations cap uh, a few years ago. Uh, Moss had a decision to make whether or not he was going to rent an apartment in Toronto, which was very expensive at the time and remains expensive to this day, or send money back to his family uh, in Oregon. Um, you know, he was just developing as a coach coming off of his uh, uh, playing career at the time. He was looking towards getting some coaching experience seeing where that would take him, was actually looking at the, at the opportunity of maybe leading a 5A high school in his home state of Oregon, uh, which is certainly more sustainable and reliable than being on the professional coaching carousel. So he made a decision that he would uh, stay in the trailers uh, in, in Toronto and, and work out of the trailers and sleep in the trailers, kind of like a dorm room. Uh, so, so yeah. his family could, uh, could make ends meet and, and, you know, you know, that level of dedication doesn't go unnoticed by people 
throughout the Canadian Football League. And you can say what you want about his time in Edmonton, but he did win games there. And we know that uh, depending on the situation and depending on the staff that you can assemble, especially with this operations cap, things are going to be cyclical. So I'll be very interested to see what sort of staff Jason Moss can assemble in Montreal because his success will be determined by who those key people are in his staff as much as what he can drive. Will be fun to watch and be very interesting to see how he does alongside uh, Trevor Harris and the weapons he'll have in Montreal. Jim, appreciate this. All the best out there on the island during the cold streak and uh, happy holidays, my friend. Thank you very much, Darren, and I appreciate joining the co-host of Crown Gridiron Nation. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the bio here. Uh, it's, again, honored that you would ask me. Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, joining us here. Uh, running through towards the top of the hour, we'll uh, get to your comments next. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, putting a wrapper on hour one here on the RP Show. And big thanks to Mike Richards for joining us and Jim Mullen. We're going to slow things down a little bit. Let's just breathe as we head towards hour two. Gene Principe from Sportsnet and uh, Edmonton coming your way in hour two, along with Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster. Alexander Ovechkin looking to score 8.02 here tonight at home to Detroit. So we'll slow things down into hour two. The text line is loaded up at 902-518-3033. So get your text messages in. We'll get to those. We're going to get to the YouTube chat, and I want your thoughts on the Jason Moss hiring. We're going to talk about that right after this break. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WUEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 